Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Day in the Life of Zori podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we are dropping this episode um, at the very last minute. I know it was due either way, but um, putting it together last minute. And really, it's just going to be short and sweet. And of course, in honor of Mother's Day. And I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all of the beautiful, wonderful, um, just amazing moms out there. Um, I know that I have a whole plethora of mothers in my life, um, you know, beginning with my very own beautiful, wonderful mom, um, my sisters, my sister-in-law, my mother-in-law, my um very close friends, just so many beautiful moms in my life. And I just want to take the opportunity to wish you all a fantastic, beautiful, magnificently blessed Mother's Day weekend. Um, I know that Mother's Day is every day and you should love, appreciate, and be there for your mom year round. It's not a one day occasion. It is an everyday gratitude attitude that we should have towards our mothers. Um, Mamas, definitely, I hope that you are pampered, that you are loved, that you are just showered with love and care and happiness, and you are just taken care of um, all weekend long, that you are just allowed to relax and just do whatever you want, right? Um, We're always caring for everyone else, keeping our households running, keeping the kids running around, taking care of everything that needs to get taken care of. I know this week was Teacher Appreciation Week, so just a quick blip. Happy um, Teacher Appreciation to all of our educators. Um, I don't think that there's enough that can be said for the people that work in the education field, um, especially in this day and age. And I just want to give a quick blip shout out to all of the educators, administrators, teachers, um, all the nurses, everyone that works in that school environment. Just thank you. Um, you know, the lunch ladies, the janitorial staff, every single person that works in that um, administration and anything to do with education just deserves a medal and like a million dollar check every year because it is not made for the weary. It is not made for the weak. Much like motherhood, you just keep on trucking and keep on making do with what you've got and, you know, pulling out miracles where there are none, Um, you know, with a little bit of financing, the little bit of money, the little bit of anything that we've got, we, you know, we run with it and make magic. And, you know, just like our educators, mothers do that day in and day out. Um, so this episode is dedicated to all of the beautiful moms. Um, I just want to share a little bit about my mom who I believe I've shared with you all before, but my mom is just like, uh, she's just like a superstar. Can I like, just, can I just put that out there into the universe? My mother is legitimately a superstar. This woman is superwoman. She's amazing. She's funny. She's witty. She's charming. She's so caring, so deeply loving. Um, And honestly, everyone that we have in our lives that has remained in our lives and has been blessed to meet, to get to know, to talk to our mom, 
like just falls in love with her, right? And and you know, my mom and I work together with one of my sisters and you know, everyone that knows my sister and I literally calls my mom mommy in the office. Um everyone knows, you know, who our mom is and everyone looks out for our mom, you know, they they keep tabs on her. If she's not in the office, they make sure she's okay. Um she's just like the, just the most kind, sweet, genuine, warm person that you will ever meet. And I can truthfully, without any hesitation, share that this is just genuinely who this woman is. At her core, that is who my mom is. Um, She's never putting on an act. She honestly can't even be, try to be fake. Like, this is just genuinely who she is. She's just, you know, she's the ever going mom. She's always taking care of everyone, looks out for everyone. Um, you know, and and with that, I will just say that it is a bit of a tiring job, not just, you know, our standard, you know, being a mom is really difficult and tiring, but just, you know, being the caretaker to that degree can get really tiring. And mommy, I just think that you are amazing. And, you know, we we probably don't say it enough, but we appreciate you. We love you. And, you know, there's really nothing and no one that could ever compare to who you are in all of our lives. You are just such a rock and, you know, loving support for all of us. And I honestly don't know where we would be if we didn't have you as our mom. Um, And then, of course, now she is a grandmother to 11 babies. And, you know, she's just she's wonderful, you guys. Like, I like you can just hear it in my voice. It's just my mom is truly she's my best friend. Um, She's just kind of like that beacon and compass of, you know, right and just leading, you know, leading all of us even now in in our motherhood chapter um, for all three of my sisters and myself. Um, You know, she's just she's always got these words of wisdom, which I she will proudly tell you that when she became a mom, she prayed and prayed for wisdom. She was like, I don't need riches. I just need wisdom to be able to handle the load of children that I have been given. And I want to be able to do this with excellence. And I can undoubtedly say that she has and continues to be a mother of excellence. And we all strive to be even half of the mother that our mom is, you know, she's just amazing. And, you know, I, her spirit is just such a calming, soothing presence, presence for us to be around. And I think, Mommy, I think that's why you're stuck with all of us because we all just love being around you just because you bring such joy, such peace, such calm into our lives. Um, You know, it's very much that thing where like mom is home, you know, mom is your home base. And, you know, in, in our case, in our family, it truly is like our mom is our home base. She is just kind of like that beautiful, sweet sounding board that we all run to and we know that we can kind of hide under her wings and just kind of take a rest and know that she's got our back. And, 
you know, I think that if you are blessed enough to still have your mom and, you know, your relationship is not what you thought it would be, especially in adulthood, I definitely recommend that you try to make some moves to um, improve and strengthen that relationship, right? I think that we forget that our parents, um, our mothers, our fathers were also young people. They were also kids. And a lot of times the childhood that our parents were presented with is not necessarily the portrayal of the outcome that they walked out with. Um, so, you know, and I can say that because I know that my mom has gone through her share of challenges um, and issues, you know, growing up. And, you know, she also comes from a big family. She's one of six kids as well. And there's just a lot of things, you know, culturally that have, you know, changed since she was a kid. And there's just so much, you know, you can only give what you have. And, you know, that 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 is a generational, like, outpouring, right? If you had nothing left in your bucket as a parent, what do you pour into your kids? And then, sub, you know, subsequently, what do those kids pour into their kids? And, you know, my mom really, she made beauty from the ashes. She, you know, she built this family from the ground up. She moved us to a different country. And, you know, she raised us with such excellence and conviction of not only her you know, belief in what she wanted us to be um, just as humans, you know, not necessarily be career wise, but just be as human beings as, you know, contributing citizens of this nation, but also the conviction um, and trust that she had in her faith and belief system. You know, we are all raised Christian. And I think that it was my mom's conviction of her faith that really kept her you know, gave her the wisdom and strength that she needed to at one point raise five teenagers, four of them being girls. And it was just, you know, like I look back now, like I'm about to have a teenager this summer and I'm like, mom, I don't know how you didn't just knock us all over, you know, upside the head and just like lock us somewhere until we were done being teenagers because it was just like sheer insanity in that house. Um, But she dealt with it with such grace and just with such kindness and joy. And, you know, of course, we, we made her her lose her mind you know we made her lose her ever-loving mind I, I will not claim that we were perfect because we were not you know and as a parent you learn and you make mistakes and one of the most important lessons that I learned from my mother is that when you commit a mistake as a parent that you own up to that mistake and you apologize to your children and that is something that my mom has regularly done since we were little And I think even much more so um, as we've grown up, like she will still apologize for things that happened when we were kids. And she's, you know, and she will fully declare, you know, I didn't know any better at that time. This is what I knew to be true. And I'm sorry. And I think it takes such a big commitment for yourself and to analyze your own behavior, even as a parent, right? Because you're as a parent, you are the dominant party in that relationship between parent and child. And to be able to acknowledge that you've made a mistake, that you made an error, that you were incorrect or wrong in your actions or your words, and to be able to apologize to your child, regardless of how old that child is, whether they are a small child or an adult, I think is a big, um, you know, vote to the growth and development and, you know, self-realization of being, you know, a parent and being, you know, a responsible human 
in touch with their emotions, in touch with that psychology that, you know, what I do directly impacts my children, how I speak to them, how I behave around them directly impacts my children and their viewpoint of me and their world directly around them. And I have the influence to be able to remediate some of that, right? I might not be able to obliterate and erase um, any of the hurt that I may have caused when I said something harshly or when I said some unkind words, but I am able to take back the negative connotation of that experience, right? Yes, I hurt your feelings in that moment and you were hurt and I want to apologize for causing that hurt because I was not in the right. Um, And that teaches a very important lesson, even much more than the hurt. Um, It teaches them, you know, that self-realization and taking ownership of making a mistake And being humble enough to be able to apologize for that mistake and to try to rectify that mistake makes you human. It makes you relatable. It makes you approachable. And it makes you real, right? Because we all screw up. Let's be honest. We all say things we shouldn't say. We all do things we shouldn't do. And you know, sometimes we have to recant, you know, we have to pull back and say, I'm sorry that I said that in that way, or I'm sorry that I said this to you. I didn't mean to say these things to you, or I didn't mean to say them in such a harsh way um, to intentionally hurt your feelings, because sometimes we react just as humans, right? We just react in the moment and we don't think. And one of those most important lessons was that lesson from my mom that as a parent, it is okay to apologize and you should apologize to your children when you have made a mistake, when you have done something wrong, when you have said something harshly, because we lose our minds, right? We can lose our shit and we can, you know, in the heat of the moment, be hurtful, say hurtful things, do hurtful things to our children. And, you know, and I'm not talking about like abuse or anything, but I'm just saying, you know, that that mark that we leave in our child's, you know, heart, we want to help remediate and heal that. And, you know, and I see it and it's it's a very big struggle that I'm going through now with my youngest because she's a little bit sassy and she and I are very similar and with that, we we butt heads quite a bit, right? And she like pushes my buttons and, and it drives me crazy sometimes. And sometimes I'm at like my last, you know, I'm at my last wit here to hold on grasping for, you know, grasping for air. And then she like pushes the button and I will just, you know, boom, it just pops back out, you know, in, in word vomit. And immediately I am filled with regret when I see the look in her face that I have hurt her. Um, and... It's in those moments where I'm like, I'm I'm cut down to size, right? I'm cut down to size as a mom and I acknowledge and immediately, you know, recant and apologize to her and, you know, and talk to her in in a gentler manner. And, you know, I think she's she's fiery and she's wild, but at the same time, she's super sensitive. So when I react in a way that is hurtful, it immediately reflects on her face. And that's not ever anything that I want to cause my children. I don't want to be the sadness in my kid's face. Um, I want to bring joy and happiness and love and comfort and have them feel that it's a safe space for them. Um, You know, so it is a growing lesson for me because the personalities between my two girls are very different. And my mom had to deal with personalities of six kids. And, you know, anytime that I feel stuck I remember two things. One, 
the fact that my mother was able to deal with six very different personalities and raise us all to be upstanding human beings, caring, loving individuals. Um, and she catered to each one of our needs with six kids, right? And then secondly, I remember the fact that my mom continuously prayed for wisdom. And when I feel stuck, like I'm lacking the words, I will go to two places. I will go before the presence of God to pray for wisdom, to ask him to give me the words, to illuminate my mind, to bring clarity of mind so that I can speak wisely and tenderly and kindly and lovingly to my children when I'm facing difficult situations or conversations with them. And then secondly, I look to my mom. And sometimes I have come to my mom for advice and, you know, just to kind of hear her input um, and to be reminded, right, that I, I have been equipped with the tools that I need to be able to parent these two beautiful girls. But at the same time, sometimes we lack the confidence in ourselves and our abilities and we need that reminder. And my mom is a beautiful, beautiful sounding board to be able to provide me that reminder and to give me those words of encouragement and to always bring a word of advice that will help me kind of figure things out um, in the meantime. So I just, you know, I really wanted to take this moment to recognize all of the beautiful moms, right? And and when I say moms, I'm including all the moms. You know, the moms that are birth moms, the moms that have their children, the moms that have lost their babies, um, moms that have lost children, you know, later in life after having given birth um, due to illness, due to accidents, due to incidents. Um, moms that are adoptive moms, foster moms, stepmoms, you know, all these um figures, female figures that have taken the role of a guardian, mentor, caretaker of a young soul. You are a miraculous, beautiful force of nature to be reckoned with. And you were placed on this earth to wrap those kids in your love, in your warmth, in your caring, to bring security, stability, to the children in your life. And I want you to know that that job, that role is not taken lightly. Kids are so intuitive and they know who's got their back. And ultimately, you know, people can say a lot of things, can buy a lot of things, can bribe with a lot of money. But at the end of the day, kids know the difference between somebody who truly genuinely has their best interest at heart and somebody who's just trying to play the part and I can I just want to commend all of you beautiful mamas for doing such a remarkable job with all of your littles your not so littles um, and just know that you are so loved that you are so special the only love in the Bible that is remotely even compared to the love of God is the love of a mother because it is so unconditional right your kids can screw up they can mess up they can you know, do stupid things and you are still there. You love them. You care for them. You want the best for them. And if that's us who are imperfect human beings, how much more so is that beautiful, perfect love of God towards his children? And that is the only love in the Bible that's described or even remotely compared to the love of God is the love of a mother. So just ponder on that. Think about that and just know that at the end of the day, even when you're fearing excuse me, even when you're feeling worn down, run down, um, when you're feeling weary or burdened or like there's a challenge that you can't overcome, I want you to lay your head that you close your eyes and just go before the presence of God, right? Whether you are a, an active believer participant of faith or not, 
close your eyes and just call out to God. And I assure you that that call out will never return unanswered because God knows that mothers have the heaviest burden, that mothers carry that load for everyone. And he knows that you need that love, that support, that wisdom, that joy, that kindness, that peace of mind. And only he can provide that. And I can tell you in the moments where I'm feeling troubled, like something's going on with my kids and I'm trying to sort out how I can attack whatever is happening, I just go before the presence of God. And it doesn't need to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be some extravagant wording. Just God, something's going on and I need you to reveal it to me. I need you to help me draw it out of my children. I need you to give me the words to be able to help strengthen them, to bring peace to them, to bring comfort to them, to let them know that I'm here for them. And whatever comes, God, whatever challenge, unexpected piece of information that I may receive from my kids, I want to be able to receive it and take it with grace and be able to respond kindly and lovingly and gracefully to them so that they do not run scared from me, but rather continue to run towards me, continue to open up towards me and be able to have me as that lifeline for them. I don't want them to go to anyone else. I want them to come to me. I'm their mother. I'm the one who loves them most in this world. I'm the one who brought them into this world that wants to ensure their safety and well-being in every realm. Um, And I want them to continue to come to me. I'm thankfully blessed that my oldest and my little both love chatting it up with me and telling me all about their lives. And, you know, sometimes I'm exhausted. I'm not going to tell you. My brain is just like, please stop talking. But in reality, my heart is just overflowing because I know that if they are in my company, they feel comfortable in my presence to be able to just pour their guts out to me, whether it's huge, important news or just irrelevant run-of-the-mill days. I love to hear it all because it's just a way that keeps me connected and helps me ensure that that bond that we have as mother and child continues to strengthen and solidify, especially for my oldest coming into these teenage years. I want to draw her closer to me. I don't want to push her away because I know that there's difficult times and difficult challenges that are going to present themselves in her life and I want to be able to support her through them and help her make the best decisions possible you know when kids turn to kids they're just going to make stupid choices they're not going to think about all of the outcomes and I want to be able to be that sounding board for my child like my mom was for me and you know and I think it sounds a little bit crazy when people are like you told your mom all these things and I'm like why wouldn't you tell your mom like Why wouldn't you want to talk to somebody who ultimately is there, you know, to love you and care for you wholeheartedly? There's no conditions to their love. Like they gave birth to you. Why would you not want to talk to them? Um, I know that's not the, the case for everyone. And, you know, I really do hope that everyone you know, takes a moment to reflect on that relationship. And if you've lost your mom, you know, I pray for comfort and peace for you this weekend, because I know that when we experience holidays like Mother's Day, and we are reminded of the thing that we don't have, I invite you to think about the things and times that you did share with your mother, the opportunities that you had to live with your mom, 
to have experiences with your mom and just to feel your mother's love, right? And know that she is watching over you and that God and his spirits and his angels surround you and filled you with his spirit and comfort and peace um, during this time of, of, you know, sometimes bittersweet memories because they're no longer here. Um, if you've lost a loved one, like a sister um, or a friend, and you know, they were a mom and, you know, you missed them, especially this time of year. Again, I pray for you and for your peace and comfort that you feel their warmth of their love and that you are comforted by memories of, you know, the wonderful times that you did share together. And, you know, for all the mamas that have lost children, babies, miscarried, um, you know, I pray for you. And I and if you haven't yet obtained that rainbow baby and you still, you know, are seeking that, I pray that God, you know, puts his healing hand upon your womb and that he bring that rainbow baby to fruition for you. And I pray that, you know, in the meantime, while you wait, that you are filled with peace and comfort and that you feel his love upon your life, that you are filled with joy in other ways and other areas of your life to be able to fill that void of something that you are missing and know that your angel babies watch over you, that they care for you and that they will be waiting for you when you go to heaven. Um, you know, I think I have had loss in between my two girls. So I know all too well the heartbreak and sadness that comes, you know, I, I still, it's been seven years and I still feel that's, excitement and sadness that I felt when we found out we were expecting and then subsequently the loss of that um you know pregnancy and you know it took me some time to bounce back and fully recover from that and I still process it um every year when it comes that time of year which actually happens around a holiday not Mother's Day um I kind of feel this like pit in my stomach of just kind of sadness, but then I remember the beautiful babies that I do have, you know, and and the beautiful nieces and nephews and kids in my life. And I am just so immensely blessed, you know, with my girls, nieces, nephews. I have beautiful godsons. And, you know, I just think what I have here is so remarkably beautiful. It's so magnificent that yes, while my heart does ache for what could have been what I currently have and where I am now is still beautiful. It's still worthy of me being happy and rejoicing um, over what I have, right? And it's, it's, it's that ever, you know, ever continuing lesson. Be grateful for what you have. Be thankful for what you had or, you know, what you had and maybe lost what you have and what you still long for and just know that in due time God will bring to your life that which you are missing whatever form that may come in be welcoming and be accepting and you know for a time there we thought we would need to adopt to have another baby um and you know, I have a younger brother who is adopted, so I very much was always open to adoption. And my heart did break a little because I, you know, I was able to have my first and 
it would be so sad if I wasn't able to carry my second. But at the same time, I said, you know, there's this beautiful opportunity to bring someone else into our life to love, to care for, to cherish. And that would have been a beautiful miracle just the same as if I had carried that baby. Um, You know, so there's just, there's so many beautiful ways to have a family, you know, surrogacy, adoption. Um, You can be a foster mom, you know, you can be a godmom, you can be an aunt, you can be, you know, a beautiful guardian for any, you know, small child, young person that needs that mentorship, that needs that love and compassion. And, you know, you are able to do that. It, it blood does not always make family and carrying a baby you know in your in your body does not is not the only way for you to have a child to have a family and you know I think that moms the love of moms truly overcomes all obstacles and challenges and it's just such a beautiful thing it's such a miraculous thing and I am so, so grateful for my mom. I am so blessed and grateful to know so many amazing, beautiful moms. You know, I have my sisters that are just remarkable moms and, you know, so many beautiful friends and family that are just amazing moms and I love to see it. I love to see them, you know, fight for their children, you know, proclaim beautiful things about their children and I love to see them simultaneously recognized and loved and you know gratitude shown towards all these beautiful magnificent women um on Mother's Day you know and any day for that matter anytime that I see some kind of appreciation love post it just melts my heart because I think that moms are rock stars and should be recognized all year round, not just on Mother's Day. Um, same goes for dads. I think that dads are amazing. And we'll talk about them next month. Don't you worry. But I just think that, you know, moms are just amazing human beings. They are super women. They are remarkable, miraculous, loving, kind, gentle um, beings. And I just think that they're just wonderful. And I'm so grateful to still have mine. I'm grateful that my husband still has his mom and that, you know, our girls are able to learn from the prior generation of mothers, right? We run things a little bit differently, but the love is very much still the same. And that's ultimately what matters. And we are so, so grateful and blessed to be able to celebrate another Mother's Day. So I hope that all of you mamas are spoiled, you are loved, and that you just feel the love um this mother's day and that you enjoy your day it's supposed to be beautiful weather here in connecticut so i hope you have a fantastic mother's day and until the next time you guys thank you so much for tuning in until next time have a great one god bless bye